thank God I caught it before we got 45 an hour in and we were like, hey, yeah, we finished and no show. Um, How long did you know, Kenny? We just... I know. Right now, I don't know if you noticed that I was like typing away trying to figure out what was happening the last like three minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, well, because I, I, at a... first it was like, at first it was like one of those Twitch chat wasn't coming up for me. And like the Twitch, like on Twitch, it was like, why are we not live on Twitch? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmstead. And this week I am joined by the Phantom producer, Tyler Hadley. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. And you know him as the Sub-Zero hero, Kenny Castro. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's going good. Now that we are up and recording, we can do episode 91 of the Level With You show. If you could leave us a like or a comment or even better, a subscribe, we would so appreciate it. If you want to join our Discord, check out the description below on how to do so. If you're watching live, great. If not, you can catch it later on podcast services or VOD. Okay, so this is our second time recording. We had about 20 minutes of great discussions about Valentine's Day and skateboarding, and now we just got to do it all over again. So anybody want to go first on how their Valentine's Day went? <laughs> I, I'll jump in first. I, you know, I went last first go, first go around. Um, Try to limit the deja vu. Yes, so... Definitely Valentine's Day wasn't too bad. Um, didn't get to spend it just by ourselves, me, me and Dali. But, you know, we had the kids. We love having the kids at the house. So we took them out, went and had some sushi, some ramen, my favorite ramen of the, in the world. Um, at Aya, South Hadley, if you guys want to sponsor us, just reach out. We'll send you this little clip, 30-second clip, roasted duck ramen. It's hot and spicy. Go get it, everybody. Um, so, yeah. So we went over there, enjoyed it stepdaughter she liked her food that was her first time eating there we brought the little man before uh he just doesn't like ramen like that unless it's like the cup ramen soup well he'll grow into it he'll enjoy the finer things in life as he grows up he's eight we can't expect him to be completely bougie um yeah, give yeah. him sushi he's all about it he'll, he'll kill he'll kill like three rolls of sushi um and this year we really decided not to gift anything you know nice because it was one of those things we were like uh, we always go above and beyond for gifts five times a year, birthdays, Christmas, Valentine's Day. And she was like, well, we got a trip to Atlanta coming up. Why don't we save some some money that we might have spent $300 in gifts um, and put that towards maybe a special thing, a special dinner in Atlanta when we go, just me and her. Nice. Uh, I think that's a good thing to do every once in a while. Uh, we... Our gift giving on Valentine's Day is is usually pretty minimal. It's like flowers or, you know, I guess chocolates, something simple like that. We we're not gonna be spending you know fifty to a hundred dollars on jewelry or something. Maybe it every few years or something like that. But uh, mm -hmm. how about you, Tyler? What did you get up to, you and Caitlin, you crazy kids? Uh, we didn't we didn't do a whole lot. Um... We had a nice breakfast. I uh, made some bacon, eggs, and pancakes. pancakes. Yep, he knew. It's like you knew. Wow. <laughs> um, we hung around the house pretty much. I mean, didn't go anywhere. Uh, your wife made us a wonderful charcuterie spread uh, that we picked up uh, on Friday or Saturday, and we put that together. Charcuterie that was. And cheese. What's that? I said charcuterie, and can't forget the cheese. Right. 
Well, I, yeah. I mean, I always just assume charcuterie included cheese, but I guess charcuterie is just meat. I don't know. That's my understanding, although Elena <laughs> will have to get back to us on it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that was nice. Uh, and then we had some surf and turf, some grilled steak, and made some lobster. And uh, the first time making lobster for me at home, which was interesting. So, how many... so these are live lobsters. Yep, live lobsters are like one, one, two one-pound lobsters we made, um, and yeah, Caitlin made this like a garlic uh, butter sauce with them, and yeah, it was delicious. Nice. Got and... Got I was gonna say before you ask anything, Wiley, we got hot questions coming in the chat. Golden Age Retriever says, "What did you drink with the char- shark charcuterie?" Mm. Yeah, so uh, we we did have some some red wine. I think it was a a Malbec uh, red wine, um, and then Caitlin actually got me um, an Allagash uh, bourbon, like a bourbon. I can't remember exactly what it was. Barrel aged Allagash was it Curio? It might have been. Uh, it was really tasty though. It was like a twenty dollar bottle, like ten point four percent or something. Oh, that's even better than Curio. That's I forget, but was it Saint something? Saint, um, I used to buy that really special bourbon barrel age when I was a beer buyer a couple of years ago. It was super expensive, but worth it. Uh, yeah, it was delicious. I mean, there was like no like strong kind of like like bourbon taste to it or anything, but I mean, it was delicious. Word. Well, that sounds like fun. Um, we went skiing, which, you know, it was my first time since I was been a kid or since I was a kid and I had forgotten essentially all of it. It was like starting from scratch. Um, Elena had the great idea that we went, uh, that we would go cross country skiing and it was relatively affordable, somewhat close by only 45 minutes. And, you know, I wasn't expecting too much challenge. I was, I'm pretty good at sports in general and skateboarding and rollerblading. And, I gotta say, this kicked my ass a bit. I uh, wiped out a couple times, couldn't get my skis on a couple times, which was super embarrassing. And uh, there were some moments of like absolute thrill where I was going real fast, felt in control, where I was just uh, going at a good clip through maybe a, a very slight uh, decline. Like, I don't know about you know about skis, but. They don't need much in order to get going. Like <laughs> they are made well for that downhill action. And I, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. I didn't even know that cross country skis and downhill skis were different shaped uh, until Sunday when Elena was explaining it to me that the downhill ones are a little bit wider and make it easier to do turning and stuff like that yeah. and support you a little bit more. Uh, I guess the cross-country ones are meant to be a little nimbler and lightweight. I don't know. I'm no. I'm just mm. spitballing there. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking for... So I guess you guys didn't know that either. No, no I had I, no idea. I definitely didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have so, just assumed that you just throw on the same skis and, you know, just on a different hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd think, but but no, they are different. Um, but... Nice place, really friendly people. Uh, they they really there's. <laughs> when I was leaving, I was like, man, they should have given me some instructions because I was totally freaking clueless. But also, you you didn't even do like a like a learning lesson. Like you just 
jumped in, rented skis, and yeah. went at it. Oh no! Oh yeah. no! No 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 no! <laughs> I, I when I did my when I did my snowboarding, man, I actually went with like a uh, the learning package. You know, like you with, with the rental and like um like an hour hour lesson, and yeah. I got made fun of by an eight year old little girl. <laughs> Uh, she was she was making she was pointing and she was looking at my best friend I was like she was like what's wrong with him he's like a big baby and I was like ah I got a cramp yeah. ah, get these get the snowboard off my foot that's always the worst when like you're older and you're learning and you have to like get looped in with all like the young kids that are learning at the same time young kids it's like man this embarrassing I felt like like one of those Adam Sandler movies like I'm standing standing there next to these little kids and I'm like. You know how to do this? It doesn't seem that hard. All right. So uh, a little bit embarrassing, and Elena got a little mad at me about this, but when we were like 97% of the way done, I fell, and I was having such a difficult time getting back up that I, I was just like, fuck it, just take the skis off. Just take them off. I'll just walk the rest of the way. And that's what I did. <laughs> a little, Just shortly after that, we see this little kid who also falls he wipes out and i look back and i say hey can you get back up and he just does it super super easily <laughs> and i'm like seriously just struggling like you know elena's trying to pull me up my skis are crossed i can literally see the end of it down there and instead of just like sticking with it for a few minutes i bitched out it's like take the skis off i'm done i'm done um <laughs> But overall, good experience, and I'm glad that we, I can say that I've skied now. So, and I think I'm going to try again. I really want to do downhill next time. Um, I'm glad that I didn't go with Golden Age Retriever, who has, we've talked about maybe skiing before, just because I would have embarrassed myself pretty badly. Uh, but give me a time or two more, and then we'll we'll go out as a... I think, I I think, I think we need to do the um, level with you steep trip. Call it the steep trip go snowboarding bring yeah. bring as i call them the unofficial fifth member golden age retriever bring them along hey yeah, i'd be down for that i mean i would i would definitely be down to try i just feel like downhill skiing like going up to a mountain or somewhere i feel like most places are always like so expensive so like they have to rent so, gear and... if you go on a weekday berkshire east is actually pretty affordable it's like 25 bucks yeah so just take some probably another 20 25 for the Rental. Well, yeah. our good our good friend Golden Age Retriever says, "Let's have a downhill skiing day all together. We can record a video for the channel. Uh, his <laughs> brother-in-law can get us cheap tickets where he works." You know what's funny is right. that it would it would be hilarious if his brother-in-law is the same guy that had gotten me and my best friend the tickets for che- the tickets for cheap, um, because he that guy also worked had worked at the the place where we went to go snowboarding, which was like snowboarding skiing. Stuff like that. A guy used to work at the skateboard place that used to be in Springfield. I forgot what it was called. Junction. Junction mm-hmm. in Springfield. It would be extremely hilarious if that those are the two same people. That would be. Uh, but yeah, I did forget that he has sort of a hookup. So maybe we should go in that direction. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like it sounds like a lot of fun. And if now that I've done it once and the fact that Tyler... Tyler would probably be a natural at it. It'd be better. No, dude. If it, like if it's anything like how I was with snowboarding, like I had to go multiple times, and I just like gave it up because I still felt like I wasn't do- improving at all. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, skiing and snowboarding are a bit different. 
Speaking I'm, of which, I'm, how your fellows or how your uh, folks down in Texas doing with this uh, snow? Oh, they're going a little crazy. Um, they've like all people in my family have lost power, um, and yeah. <laughs> Do they still have heat? Uh, yeah, some of them do. They have like, um, like some of them have like little fireplaces or like electric heaters and, and things like that, that they're able to use. I know like my cousin's house, they had to put up a generator in order to like run their things and everything. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about like the hundred car pile up in, uh, Fort wow. Worth or something like that. Wow. That sounds really shitty. <laughs> Yeah, and we are now joined by the Do Artistic One, Anthony Duart. Hey, what's up? Um, so we were just talking about uh, my skiing and snowboarding over the weekend and possibly doing it uh, another time with uh, Golden Age Retriever and us, us all as a gang. Wouldn't that be great? Um, I think you said you never wanted to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always enticing to do it again when somebody's worse than you. So, yeah, be... bring me. I get. I will. Uh, I will be exactly. Me, me and Anthony will be. will be out there just thinking it up. It doesn't matter how how athletic I can be. I anything that's restraining my feet. No. 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 You think that's bad, Tyler? Remember when we went to a uh, roller skate and I couldn't roller skate? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I was walking around the rink and interstate. You're like, Whoa. I was like, oh, 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 oh. oh man. <laughs> First time I ever went skating as a kid, I got infuriated and I told my mom on the way home, I never even want to hear the word ska again. Ska. <laughs> I think you didn't grow up like Next time I loved it. And then I became a badass on the I was like, one of those kids that was going backwards and winning the the relay races and but nice. That's I used weird. to I used to kill it. I used to kill it as a kid in New York uh, with the skates. Same. Then never skated again after I was six, and then I tried to skate again in high school. So then sixteen, here I am about to roll into Interskate. I'm like, oh look at that girl, she's kind of cute. Let me go talk to her. About to take one step. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the ground, uh, you know, like, give me the fuck, give me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the shame. The wind got knocked out of me. <laughs> but anyway, we were down talking about uh, the snowstorms <laughs> down in Texas, and Tyler's got some family down there, so I do hope that they are doing okay. It does. We, me and my roommate were kind of humorously imagining, you know, redneck Texans <laughs> driving like, Ooh. yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's 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 the thing with like being down there is like all of their highways. Like people drive so fast on them and just like kind of crazy. Um, I mean, it's a lot faster than like highways around here. Probably but mostly because. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I just like used to it. I mean, people that have been grown up down there i mean that's what they're used to um so with like slightly slick roads i mean people are still probably trying to drive fast and then that's causing a bunch of accidents and other nonsense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah they don't care they're not what's because you're not used to it mm -hmm. uh, yeah all right well let's get into the game since we've done two opening parts of the show now anthony uh we we 
I guess <laughs> you don't need to go on that. Let's get into the game. Wiley, do you know how long it takes to wash this? Look at that. <laughs> Look at that is, that is majestic right Your there. Your hair is really long now. Yeah, it is long start. enough right now. Our, our very own level would choose Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus beat me on Sunday. <laughs> okay, so I've been playing uh, Little Nightmares 2, and I got to say, this is pretty good. So this is a sequel to the game that was very similar to Inside, or at least it got a lot of comparisons, fairly fairly so, uh, two or three years ago. And it got a sequel, which when it was announced, I was like, huh, didn't expect a sequel for that, but uh, I'll take some more of that. And any of you guys play the original? I watched Well, uh, me and you play a lot of Right, right. We, we play a little bit together, Tyler. So, geez, maybe it's been like four years, because that was yeah. back in your dad's basement. Yeah, um, it was a while ago. So it is a side-scrolling game with some uh, light platforming, uh, some puzzle elements, and a lot of trial and error. Uh, luckily, the checkpoints are extremely generous. So when you are experiencing these sort of gotcha deaths um, or places where you need to be really precise as far as either your, your escape routes go, uh, they don't get too frustrating until the one that I just experienced where I'd, it took me like 25 tries. Each try was only about 30 seconds, but it, it had me... But anyway, so the games are creepy uh, to an extent. Like, they're like grim fairy tale type of things. Um, and, you know, giant sort of grotesque looking uh, people slash creatures that are trying to capture you and eat you like think like dark hansel and gretel type of shit and very big blobby they look like big slime people mm. uh yeah and so the first game it had its moments that were intense and uh unsettling it has ratcheted up quite a bit in the second one uh it, it is there was a couple sections that i would say this isn't creepy this is scary um there's and they're, they're mainly when you're in these really tense moments where you're trying to um, get away and you've, you've really got to be on your game uh, because everything is one hit death. Uh, and so I'll do just some slight spoilers. So there's this one lady, and I'll just tell you her, her creepy description. So she's she starts off, she's a teacher. There's a bunch of these weird teacher, weird kids that are... Uh, in the classroom and she's writing up on the chalkboard and you kind of have to stealth behind her because she'll come over and get you if you don't. Um, but she has the ability to stretch her head. Like her neck can just go on forever. <laughs> so like you're like going through these ducks and that's cool. Uh, and you never know. You're just scared that this lady's head is going to pop in and eat you. And uh, that whole part was, I was on the edge of my seat. Like it wasn't, frustrating the few times that i had died i was like wow it was just a really good set piece is it really japanese themed at all because that the description of that lady reminds me of like a japanese yokai which is like a evil ghost spirit thing with just like a girl who's got her like she can stretch her neck out super long didn't get the first part what, what was was there a question yeah is that uh is it like a japanese themed game no, there, like, no not at all i think it takes um a lot of influences from different places as far as horror goes like um there is that the dark fairy tale type stuff. I could definitely see 
what you're describing it it, it is similar to inside and in, in the sections where you're running away from somebody that's shooting at you and you have to stand behind this tree for a second wait for him to reload move to the next tree um so uh visually the game looks great i think the game is darker than the first one uh, actually it's it's definitely is like there's more of an emphasis on uh dark blue and black and gray the first one uh, i don't i don't think it had the sort of film grain that this one has as well which is pretty it's 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 pretty intense film grain i was kind of wishing i could turn it down a little bit but uh other than the couple of really frustrating sections where i thought you just had to be a little bit too precise um i think that it's really good so far i think it's going to end up being overall better than the the first one uh you've got a little companion with you that is helping you solve these puzzles uh, sort of uh, a little bit like Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, except for you don't have control over them. Uh, they typically do exactly what you want them to, though. So that's kind of nice. Uh, you do get separated from her a couple times. And when you get back, it's like, oh, yay, we're, we're together again. Um, but yeah, I think... I was going to ask, Wiley. Um, isn't that companion the actual main character of the first one? I think that I mean, was. That a, might, it, it might it be is. a spoiler, yeah. But it is, I, and it's, it's actually really. It, I wish you hadn't said that, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I only said it because um the demo just puts it out there also oh, as does well. It? Does yeah. it? Okay. Um, That's the only reason I know because you know I played the demo and I, and I have it up on the channel. Gosh. Oh, right. Okay. So you do. I think about it's about an hour and a half into the game where it reveals that to you, and it's only because. She puts on a yellow slicker, which is what uh... what the character wears in the first one, and it's just sort of a you know sort of a nice um, ooh. But you mm. didn't see that coming. Music starts playing for a few seconds. Okay, yeah, so I, I didn't know. Was really... It was a nice surprise for me. Okay, yeah. So yeah, in the description of the demo, right off rip on when you read it, right before playing the demo, it kind of just throws it out there. Um, so that was one of those things I walked in and I kind of, I was like, okay, so this is, this is who it is. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing when you find this character, the, you know, your side character, mm-hmm. how far into the game is it? Because I'm trying to gauge how far is into the game, actual game, the demo was because the demo plays and you find that character maybe within like 15 or 20 minutes. I think that that's about an hour to an hour and a half in depending okay. on how, how long it takes you to solve a puzzle uh, pretty early on. Um, one thing I want to say before I forget is that uh, the first game, as far as I can remember, there were no offensive chances at all. You were always just running away. Uh, this game has a couple really satisfying moments. One of them is a, is a total set piece that is not a gameplay mechanic, but it's great. Uh, the other is uh, you can pick up wrenches or other sort of blunt objects and mm-hmm. that are they're very specific to what room you're in you pick them up by holding r2 and then you press x and you'll just do a swat. and it's just very and you're just blowing up these little dummy kids these little like they're uh plastic marionette type things that are i guess possessed and trying to kill you but it's very satisfying just to crack their skulls and you see all their pieces flying everywhere um not like a toys they look like toys no. it sounds more morbid than a, than it is. <laughs> I um but i think it's really good it's 30 bucks it's on 
everything as far as I know. Seems like a, a good follow up and uh, an improvement over the first. At least that, that's my early impressions. Nice. Sounds nice. pretty good. So does it like openly connect kind of from the ending of the first one? Like you beat the first one, right? I did beat the first one, and I don't honestly remember how it ended. Like it doesn't have the staying power that Inside's ending had, which I'll probably never forget. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was pretty good from at least recently watching the ending of uh, Little Nightmares One. But is it does it still back. take place on that like weird ship? Uh, no. You oh, you. Nice. There's a great. It has a couple really cinematic moments where you're kind of a, like there's one where you're on a raft and you're just it's very slow and the camera pulls out and you see this giant foreboding structure where you assume like okay i guess the next game takes place here and so far it has even though i think i'm at the building after that mm-hmm. i'm trying to I, i'm a little lost if there is some sort of narrative you know there's no voice acting at least so far it's all visual storytelling uh very creepy and unsettling and vague in its sort of mood you know it's 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 really going for that yeah and we'll we'll see where how it ends up but i i'm just there for the atmosphere and the in the thrill and the in the visuals which which are really good like uh so people should check that out okay so uh why don't we talk a little bit about what um kenny you want to talk about the avengers dlc yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't be too. It won't be too long, especially you know, like that. We could segue into um, some thirteen sentinels, sentinels with you guys. Yeah. Um, but the Avengers DLC, the Kate Bishop um, free DLC. Um, so I, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, let me, you know, the the DLC came out. Let me try out this character. I really hadn't looked too much into it, so I was unaware that it was actual like story DLC content as well, not just a free character. So I jump in it, started it up, and I'm like, wait a second, okay. You know, got some story missions, and they're furthering the story from where I left off. And by the end of it, which was maybe six, I want to say about seven seven or eight missions, you know, um, because that towards the end, there's, a, there's one piece where it feels like three missions in one, you know, just kind of send, sends you through it back to back. Mm-hmm. I was I was pleasantly enjoyed. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised that they even did some free DLC content for a game that, when you look at it, didn't hit expectations with purchasing and just how people per- uh, how people received it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that or the fact that they're still supporting it, like they dropped this one, they're dropping the Hawkeye DLC next month with the also the next gen um, release of it. So the Series X. PS5 version drops the same day as the Hawkeye DLC. Okay, and is that one going to be free as well? So they have those have the the you know the smart delivery. Um, so that should be and yeah, the Hawkeye one will also be free as well. So I'm, my understanding is all their DLC characters are free. Hmm. You know, there's not going to be any paid content. Um, so I think season the- passes must be coming. So yeah. the paid, so the paid content is the character battle passes. So if mm-hmm. you want to unlock special costumes for the characters that are only in their character battle pass, that's the paid content, right? You buy and you, you buy microtransaction. Right? Nope, you buy the microtransaction there. Um, but so far, I, I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm now looking forward to the next piece of the story, and where it's building towards, and you know, 
it looks it looks interesting. Um, I did enjoy my time wielding and playing as Kate Bishop. It was a nice refresh refresher from the last two characters I was really focusing on, which was Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and um, Thor. Huh. So with What's the, her special power, I don't know this character very well. Kate Bishop. Yeah. So she's just she's um she's the partner and protege of Hawkeye. So she really between the sword and her arrows, that's kind of her stuff. But in this, it kind of gives you an explanation that she goes in and steals all this these special equipment from AIM. And now, you know, some of it provides her the ability to teleport, right, from one spot to another. So it's not like she has the supernatural ability, but they're able to explain, like, oh, well, I got this neat neat trick I could do because I stole this tech from the from the bad guys, you know? Okay. Okay, so she's uh, got a little bit of Hawkeye, a little bit of Batman, a little bit of mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, a little bit of little bit of a little mix of 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 you know, I would say some Nightcrawler with the teleporting, um, ah, yes, the yes. Hawkeye in there. Remember that um, great scene from the one of those X Men movies with Nightcrawler, where he was like teleporting all around the room and mm-hmm. stopping a bullet or something. I can't I can't remember, but I I, I just thought of that and. Uh, yeah, Nightcrawler's Nightcrawler's um teleporting has always been dope. So I can't wait to see the X-Men being involved in more Marvel games now that they have full property ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, um so she's she's pretty pretty good for you know for a range character. Like, you know, you would mostly focus on range because of her arrows, and you know, you have three options with the arrows, but you can get real nitty and gritty with her sword as well if you need to. Um they do it's been a while since I played the game, the whole, the base game, right? So I want to go on a limb and say that the last boss in this free DLC was a new boss. Um, it could have just been that I I haven't played it in so long that I fought this boss in the base campaign and I don't remember it, but it was a super adaptoid. Um, it after I beat it, it updated in my codex, so I'm guessing I didn't fight him, right? So I'm. I'm I must sit on that like that. And it was pretty 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 interesting to fight because it was like this this boss that got sent from the future and he kinda came with like the moveset and kind of just adapted abilities of Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, all in one. So he was with a with a hit a makeshift hammer, uh makeshift shield, throw, tossing those things around and also shooting shooting missiles out of his chest and be the 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 beams that Iron Man would normally do. It was a fight that actually, I don't think most boss fights in this game actually had me die once. Um, this one really did. I, I think I got it on the third try. Uh, I was playing as Kate Bishop as well, so it's not like I was playing as the overpowered Kamala Khan, who I've I have pretty high up, and you know I just smash things around with her. So I was playing as Kate, and it was it was a little struggle, you know, trying to trying to play a range range fight with this guy because getting up close and personal was gonna wreck me and get me torched by this by this enemy. But definitely looking forward to the story DLC for Clint, you know, which is Hawkeye, um, which is the next one coming up in March. Because from the trailers and what I see, it looks interesting. And the next boss is Maestro, Maestro who is supposed to be like a former Hulk. He got the nice little white beard to him, you know, white hair. Huh, and, you were, uh, Hulk for life. I didn't know you could uh, exit that club. Well, he still <laughs> he still looks looks like the Hulk, but you know, maybe a different persona. 
maybe he's not going on in those kind of like abomination. Almost yep. like the abomination, but he definitely looks more less abomination, which is more red and more Hulk, more green. Um, and the and you know, of course, they keep teasing the Kree invasion in this in this game. So, so there's a lot going on, and I feel like they have a lot to build on if they keep introducing characters and keep pushing it. Um, and it looks like we'll get Nick Fury, which would be interesting if the next character after Hawkeye is Nick Fury, and how yeah, they'll go with that. Only power is his eye patch. Yeah, <laughs> and, and well, we got Black Widow in there, and she really doesn't doesn't have powers like that. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they make Nick Fury a playable character if they do. Mm-hmm. So I've been hearing a lot more about that game the past few weeks than I feel like I did the few weeks before that, and I don't know if that's because what I think it might might just be a coincidence. I've just heard it mentioned on. The Min Max Show, which is another gaming podcast I listen to sometimes. Um, the Bombcast, I believe. So, I don't know. Maybe this game will have a turnaround uh, as far as player base goes. And we can, I don't know, it'll have, be a success story. I, I know I'm still holding off on playing it. Maybe once I get the next-gen version and if it comes to Game Pass. or We'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine I'll be playing it someday. Um, so, Tyler, we are pretty deep into uh, this game called 13th Sent- Sentinels Aegis Rim. And it's uh, it's a hell of a thing. Um, why don't you tell the folks at home what, what exactly it is? Uh, man, this game is awesome. The storytelling in the game is so well done, but it's also at the same time kind of just like a mindfuck. Um, <laughs> and like... It's like so you you play through this game, um, starting off by um, you're going through these characters uh, like prologues. So we like each character that you play. There, there's thirteen of characters total, hence the name Thirteen Sentinels. Um, you start off the game only being able to play as like four of them, I think. Mm-hmm. And so each character has their own storyline. And they're all based on um, kind of like they're all like high school aged people and you're going through kind of like their daily activities and, and their prologues. But uh, shortly after you find out that they have something to do with these sentinels, the giant mech robots. Um, there to save the world yeah they're there to save the world but you don't really know like like why like they're able to pilot the sentinels or like um like just like mysteries just start to like unfold like shortly after um the initial prologue mm-hmm. um so you have like the prologue where you're playing as some of the characters and then in between each character i think um you're put into like the the battle mode and the battle mode is kind of like a real-time strategy-based um, type of game, right? Like a Where... tower defense thing. And I think it's actually... Is it real-time? It's sort of a combination of real-time and... Yeah. And yeah, I guess it is kind of a combination of real-time and turn-based. So, like, every time that you're going, each character has, like, their action. Uh, the, the, the clock stops and the enemies stop. So I guess it's not real-time um so once you select an action 
for that character then the clock starts again um and then there's always a cooldown for each character depending on what, what kind of move they use until they can use another action um this is when you can i jump in for a yeah, second yeah definitely and this is when you're controlling the sentinels so i think one of the neat things especially from a story perspective uh, early on is that you when you're leaving you're you're playing as a high schooler and you're kind of sort semi-persona type vibes when you're just sort of walking around talking to people talking to your silly friend um geeking out about science fiction movies and uh i think that's that's a really you know the, the game is very it relishes in its love for sci-fi and kaiju and the 80s and vhs tapes and just lots of stuff like that i think that's really well done but uh, it's, only a, it's only a fraction of it man <laughs> yeah well i'm sure i know you're probably a lot farther than i am i'm only six seven hours in what are you, you're I've, yeah probably um i've unlocked all the characters i pretty much almost completed everybody's stories except for two because i need to progress the battle the battle stages even further in order to continue to progress like these last two character stories but this what threw me off was the battle like just the aesthetic it seemed very bland very like there wasn't a lot kind of there's a lot going on but there's also like a not a lot of visual stimulation so to speak compared to like the walk like the overworld like walking around and interacting with yeah I would, I would agree with that i think the stories are a lot more uh engaging and intriguing to me um the battles um so currently i'm at like an area three of battles and like each area has 10 waves um the first area the first 10 waves of area one um i thought was was pretty trivial um there wasn't really much of a challenge but they definitely do ramp up in terms of difficulty um because they continue to introduce like new new dimos and new enemies that you have you have to combat in, in different ways um because um once you start to be able to actually get into those waves um each character has a different generation of sentinel um so like generation one is focused on like melee um attacks um they're kind of like s slower moving like melee uh sentinels uh, generation two focuses on like support units like putting up sentry turrets and uh, healing and shields and things like that uh, generation three sentinels are uh, long range so they do like long range missiles and like like giant barrage like types of attacks um and then so are these like, things you're customizing it, 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 because where, where i'm at all the fighting so far has been pretty easy uh like i i haven't had to restart any battles i've been i don't i think 50 yeah have you, is, is how low one of my uh things that you know mission failure if you die type things um have you even gotten to the point where you can like select like who you're bringing into the battles no no yeah so yeah you haven't even like scratched the surface really <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but what well, the point I didn't quite get to before was that when you're playing as a high schooler, you are having these dreams where you're piloting these mechs, and uh, you are starting to kind of have that realization with other people, like, oh, it's happening to you too. And the dreams feel really real. You don't really know if it's actually another dimension 
or what. Um, but I thought that was a nice way to, um, I don't know, I- intrigue the player, find out what what's really going on. You know, the game, we haven't even mentioned that it's a time travel game or whatever it is. But Or you know, is it? Or is it, yes. Uh, 1945, 1985, 2024, 2045. I think those are the main years that I've seen so far. Um, but yep. I... That you've seen. I, I, I hear so much great things about the story and I, I'm definitely intrigued. Uh, it's something that, you know, the, the, the main point of the... The main aspect of the game, it's a little bit tedious. Like, you're just really talking to people... So I am, am not wanting to play it for long periods of time. Kind of like want to get to a couple good story beats and then say, okay, I've read from my, my chapter for the night type of thing. But uh, it seems like it's really got its hooks in you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've been going into it kind of as like, this is another one of my animes and I'm just like playing the game and like progressing the story to to figure out and learn more about it. Um because yeah it is so much it, it makes you think like it is one thing and then it kind of like throws you for a loop by like like okay now i go, now i go to the other character and then they find something out that one of the the last character i was playing like didn't know anything about and now i'm like oh crap like now it's going in a whole other direction now that i know what this character knows um kind of deal sounds pretty good i like that story flow it's a very, very ambitious story. That's for sure. I can tell that even early on. Um, okay, so Anthony, you came in a little late. Anything you want to chat about uh, as far as video games go? Uh, I uh, was hanging with my buddy Stu this past weekend, old friend from college, and uh, he introduced me to this nice little, uh, quick little Steam game called Luck Be a Landlord. So we actually uh, recorded a couple episodes of that that I planned to actually get up in the next couple days so take a look for that and the best way i can describe it i'm not going to go into detail here because there's a better explanation i feel this to provides in the video uh, it's a roguelike slot machine game i just i just googled it i'm seeing some pictures seems interesting <laughs> it's very simple but it's very fun especially if you're playing with somebody else it's a lot of fun <laughs> i love the name yep and it's uh, it's still in early access too so i would highly recommend it there's a free demo on steam you can buy it actually uh, I liked it so much. I just bought the ten dollars game. Nice, nice. And, uh, and it keeps going. You get like I think once you hit like an endless mode, basically you have to spin. You add little icons to your slot machine. Have a you have to have the goal is to have a certain amount of gold coins by a certain amount of spins. And then if you hit that, you go on. And, you know, progresses up and up, and then you basically hit like an endless mode at the end where you can just keep spinning. Okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of endless, I'll, I'll mention something real quick. I played a bit of anybody here ever hear of Downwell? Did you? You've had that for a while, I think. That's one with the gun. For a shooting. while, I have. I think maybe I mentioned it once before, but I was just trying to play something on my Switch that wasn't Grindstone the other night, and I got a few levels in. This game is so difficult. It's it's a black and white, like minimalist eight bit or even like four bit game where you're just falling down. Uh, a well you're just you just want to keep on falling and bouncing on enemies and it's super action super fast paced uh you get power ups as you go pretty addicting uh it's insanely challenging i don't think i'll ever beat it but it's it's a good like play for 10 15 minutes type of game um mm-hmm. 
And another Switch game I picked up, and yes, it was because it is going into the vault soon, and I couldn't bear to not have these three games, is the Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So I, I'm... Uh, I beat Bowser for the first time last night. That was my, you know, hour-long play session. Got the first eight or ten stars, maybe. And Sorry, man, in sixty-four. In sixty-four, yeah. So it holds up so well. It's it's just it's a like it blows my mind to what people were thinking when this game came out in '96. Mm-hmm. Like now, being so much more knowledgeable about the history of games than I was back then, like. Uh, I came to 64 a few years late. I think I didn't play it until 99 or 2000. I was a you know stony PlayStation kid, and it's just you, Mario's so nimble. The level design is good. There's it, it throws so many things at you right off the bat. Like you can surf on Koopa Shell. You can get shot out of a cannon. You can fly. You can sl- slide down the ice, and that's all within the first ten. Bob on Battlefield, I think, is probably one of the best opening levels in any video game especially a mario game just to throw you right in and be like hey you can do this 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 yeah super impressive like i this come seeing playing it with with sort of with with my new perspective has been really neat so far so i'll and i've never beaten 64 i've beaten all the galaxy and sunshine but i've never beat 64 so hopefully i'll be able to do that um okay anybody else got any games they want to talk about before we move on to uh, our topics of the show. No, no sir. Twice. Yeah, I've just been drawing boobs. Okay, so moving on to the Nintendo Direct that we're getting tomorrow. Now, this is a, a last-minute edition that I threw into the outline, and if people aren't 100% prepared, you are forgiven. Um, but it's been nearly a year since the last one, and I thought it would be fun to make some predictions on what we think will be there. They say it's going to be 50 minutes, and that's pretty substantial. That's a, that's a lot of games. Yeah. yeah, that's a big one. They got to catch up. So, what do we? Who wants to start with a prediction? Just throw one out there. Go ahead, Smash Ken. character. Uh, well, yeah, we're definitely gonna get the Smash character. They said they're gonna show off. They're gonna t- touch upon um, Super Smash Brothers. So we know that we know at least that vague notion. Um, but I am coming out that it's gonna be very heavy. You know, direct up around like um, celebration of Legend of Zelda. Ooh, okay. So like, a, like, like almost like a thirty fifth anniversary. They they did the Mario. They did all this. Now they're gonna head in and that be like, well, now let's celebrate the Legend of Zelda, another storied franchise, and then that'll lead into your guests as well because I have that as part of one of mine. So I won't take it as my guest, but that's your guest. I'll let you say it. Breath of the Wild 2 release date and a name, which won't be Breath of the Wild 2. It will be Breath of the Wild, Link's Breathening. Breath of the Darkness. <laughs> Maybe dark, Darkness Breath, Breath of the Dark, Dark Wild. Maybe Dark Wilds. Mm, I think we might. Maybe a new Mario Kart. New Mario Kart, that'd be big. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since we had a new one. Uh, I mean, well, unless you count the circuit one that, that did come out last year. But um, yeah, that'd be neat. Mario Kart 9. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, yeah, release date. That was my first one. Uh, hit us with one, Anthony. What are we going to see? Hmm. 
I could see possibly a. It would be really cool. If it's probably more of like a, a hope than a guess, but is a Skyward Sword remake for Switch? If they're going to be doing a Zelda, it would be interesting. Now Kenny's thirty uh, sixth or thirty fifth anniversary for Zelda. That's super funny because you know the original Super Mario Bros. nineteen eighty five, Legend of Zelda nineteen eighty six. When they were like pitching that Mario thing, they were like, and then we do it all again next year. <laughs> Hey, it's more money for them, and they, they know how big the franchise Zelda is, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I you know, think that Kenny's... I would be surprised if Kenny was wrong there. Uh, so what, what type of Zelda things could they do besides, you know, a Skyward Sword? Did you say a remake or remaster? Oh, like a remaster. Probably, like, port to Switch. I, I, I can go hop on the bandwagon with um, Golden Age Retriever, who is saying, like, a collection, just like they did the Mario 3D All-Stars. Ah, kind of like the master quest is because they got yeah. yeah hit a hit a with a time you know exclusivity like oh for the next six months it'll be available for purchase and then gone yep and what games are going to be in that collection of oh, course I, I, I'm, a, I'm gonna say a link to the past majora's mask and we'll have ocarina if you got majora mm-hmm. huh well if you have if you have yeah, majora. ocarina haven't there been time. haven't there been some leaks of like a um a re a re a remade game of ocarina of time and um there majora's masks been, yeah there has been le- uh, like leaked reports that supposedly you know they've been working on like remakes to both of those yes that would be nuts that would be Megaton. Um, Golden Age says his guess is Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Wind Waker as a bundle, which kind of kind of almost coincides, almost like the Mario 3D All Stars, you know, mm-hmm. like generation. Yep. I think people are sort of hungry for the Twilight Princess and uh, Skyward. Skyward Sword, and I, maybe I, that's I'm imagining that. But I mean, we got Wind Waker HD. Mm-hmm already oh but the, but, but not for switch HD. not for switch um yeah. so. I, I could see that maybe bringing some of those um like multiplayer zelda games like like the minish yeah. cap or something like that um what else was like or the like multiplayer four swords, swords. Yeah. that'd be yeah that's i mean i'm sure it's good in its own right i was never into that i have i still have an unopened copy of triforce heroes for the 3ds <laughs> okay um, um. I was going to say, so in coinciding with this whole um, 35th anniversary Zelda and everything, right? And um, I think with how well-received this um, Age of Calamity was, my guess, right, is that also we're one of the Smash characters, the Smash character we will see is one of the champions from Age of Calamity. I like that. Right now. Who would it because- be? That yeah. that right there, I don't know because you know from what I heard, they fleshed out the the the, the champions in Age of Calamity pretty well. Um, they can't have them all, right? Guy. It's got to be the big guy, or maybe yeah. they just don't know they can't because they all fight differently. We're gonna say skins, but um, so we got chat says Ubrosa, Anthony, yeah. you, you said Ubrosa as well, I right? I so I, that's where I'm floating to because of course. We get the we get the regular you know same characters from Legend of Zelda, but why not throw a little spin and add one of the champions from from Age of Calamity? Build the hype, especially these character if these characters gonna be you know focal points um and then in part two. So I is, think uh, I think that's how they'll go. 
Is Urbosa like that that magic user? She's the Gerudo lady, the big tall buff chick with the Oh, okay. Gotcha. With the thunder. He gotcha. is Gerudo. So that's a good smash prediction. Uh, I think that since we're getting Crash 4 on the Switch, I would not be surprised. One of the most requested characters in Smash history, Crash Bandicoot. So I'll yeah. go ahead and throw that one out there. I think it's I would not be, I'd be not be unhappy with him either. Yes, that would be a, a crowd. That would actually be the crowd pleaser. Yeah, you know? I'm actually very glad they got Steve out of the way a second. No. Yeah, you think that this this would be a letdown if he were the one announced tomorrow? <laughs> oh yeah, if, if Steve was like the second to last or last announcement, I think that'd just be like a. Point. Is this supposed to be the last of, of Fighter Pass Two? Uh, yeah, one more after this, and I believe if anything, we also hear about Fighter Pass Three right here. Yeah, I, I, that's not a bad idea. Like, that, why stop? Yeah. Why, why, why stop? Exactly. I, I'm pretty sure we'll get it. Um, but Fighter Pass Three. Um. Okay. So, what do we think about the option or the possibility of Nintendo expanding its online selection of games? Maybe throwing in some Nintendo 64 games. That would be awesome. I'd love that. Or Game Boy Advance. Or Game Boy Color. Even. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I'm a I'm a go on the side of the Game Boy Color coming in before the 64. Yeah, the Game Boy Color. Okay, interesting. Maybe they'll drop Game Boy Color in advance. So why yeah. don't we talk about uh, classics? You know, the SNES Classic, the NES Classic, both huge successes. Uh, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about the possibility of a Game Boy uh, Classic or an N64 Classic. That would be the next in the chronological sense um heard an interesting production prediction on another podcast about we classic it's coming there's people want to play we classic i could see all of that honestly um you know like you said chronological order i say they go definitely it looks like they'll maybe who knows maybe we get the announcement that holiday season you'll be able to pick up the n64 classic but coming to the online service where you'll start receiving Game Boy Color games, you know? Because I feel like they won't go out of their way to make a Game Boy Color classic, right? Or yeah. Game Boy Advance classic, but they're definitely not going to ruin the money train that dropping N the N64 games on the online service would create, would like take away from dropping the N64 classic first before doing that, you know? Yeah. Because first you hit them with the classic, right? Physical. Yep, yep. And let them pick that up, buy it up, and then six months down the line when they're not available, then you could just drop it on the online services. So I would I would assume we don't see N64 on the online service until, what is it, summer 2022? Spring, some, uh, end of spring 2022? Nice uh, prediction. Um, but I think it's a good one. I, I don't, that's, that's a good point. I personally, on what I would like to see, I think a Game Boy Classic would be really cool like just make it like the game boy color and load it up with 40 games or so i think the name game boy is something people have so much you know it makes sense why they moved away from it but people would be like oh hell yeah did you get the new game boy like <laughs> what would it be would it still would it still just be a handheld <laughs> or would you be able to hey, plug it into your <laughs> oh, tv like well i would assume it's a it's a handheld i would assume no, oh, right. I don't know. I feel like that's. I don't know. I think that's kind of a, a waste. You don't think that people would pay eighty bucks for a Game Boy Color that came with Pokemon 
red and blue and you drop it like that i'd say they do it right and then for 80 90 i I'd say they even go as far as making it 100 with the dock you know I mean? interesting uh make oh, it yeah, yeah, they, 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 they could uh, do the game boy the super game boy kind of deal yeah. yeah, they you'd be able to dock it, you know, um, and just call it a day if you want to play on your TV. You know these, you know, not meant for TV, gra- uh, you know, games. But exactly, you know. yeah, that's why I don't, I don't think they would go that route. But if they could pull it off, uh, I think that they'd want to keep it strictly handheld and keep but, costs down. And and I definitely, think, I mean, they came out with that Game and Watch stupid thing. Like pe- yeah, people, say it, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I definitely I definitely say I, I, I could see that one happening as the, you know, maybe maybe they're like, oh, look forward to the summer Game Boy Classic, you know, <laughs> summertime. People are going to be traveling. People are going to be moving hopefully. You know, out and about. Hopefully the pandemic's a little more under control. So you're not at home. Drop a Game Boy Classic. You could play your classics on a campy trip, all this other stuff, you know. Exactly. Do we think there's any possibility for a new iteration of the Switch? I know that's been for years mm-hmm. about Switch Max, Switch Pro. Not, not yet. I don't think so. I agree. Um, I think that Switch is just still doing gangbusters. Uh, there's all the production issues all over the world for all types of stuff. You know, Sony's, God forbid, saying that it's still going to be hard to get a PS5 next holiday season. Uh, so... I don't think that. Uh, I, I think they're just why? What's the point? Like maybe. Uh, okay. Uh, before the pandemic, they were like, "We got to do something," but then Animal Crossing came out and sold twenty million copies, and they're like, eh, "Maybe we're good." <laughs> um, nope. Yep. So I also think this will finally be the day where we get a Silk Song Hollow Knight Silk Song release date. Fingers crossed. I know Golden Age Retrievers right there with me. Yes, he, he, he did. He did mention it right before he went off to dinner. He said, "Final prediction is the night in Smash Silk Song release." That's his final for prediction night for tomorrow. Smash would be dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although, I know it's been so long since we heard anything about Silk Song. Seriously. Um, well, anybody got any predictions before we move on to our our next topic? Um, I don't think so. I know we might. Are we yeah, gonna have time for a full top, full another topic? No, it's gonna be a quick one, man. It's just yeah. uh, I want us all to just since we had Valentine's Day, uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> a game that we think would be a a good recommendation to play with your significant other. Who maybe they're great at video games, maybe they're not. Something that's good for you to, uh, I don't know. Ooh, I got one. Go ahead. Genital jousting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great game. Nice. Guys, does anybody actually own that game? I do. Do you? Yeah. I gotta buy it too. I'm gonna play it again real bad. It's pretty, I think it's like five bucks on Steam or something. It, it's so much fun. Especially as a drinking game. That's a great like <laughs> night in with your like, significant other. Okay. And maybe get you get you a little get, get a you little the mood. mood. Like, hey baby, you like all these shapes going into other shapes? Don't touch the needles. Sequel. Booby battles. Oh god, don't don't get me started. I love that. <laughs> um, well, the first one that comes to mind for me is Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, I think that Tetris is a pretty universal game. Just about anybody knows how to play it. It's got these beautiful colors. 
and wonderful soundtrack. You can either be competitive or cooperative. It's on Game Pass. It's a really good game. If you're looking for somebody that, like my wife, is not very into video games, maybe your partner isn't either, and you have an Xbox, uh, you want to bring them into the world a little bit, I'd recommend Tetris Effect Connected. Anything anything from you, Kenny? What's your go-to? Does, does Medallas ever... Um, game? game? Um, so if and when the very small occasion we game together, it is Dynasty Warriors or anything Mushu. Anything Mushu. She, she, awesome. loves, she loves those kinds of games. Um, so we've, we've tried we've tried our hand at, I think, Dynasty Warriors 7. We tried our hand at um, the Warriors Orochi together. Um, I did. Want, I did want to try our hand together at the Hyrule Warriors, the first one. And I got it on the Switch, so you know when we do get around, it'll be that. Or she'll play by herself, so an RPG. So you know, if we're gonna play together, it'll be that. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, there is that one RPG. It's also on Game Pass that I heard some good things about that is literally like a romantic story. Haven. Haven. Okay. So I, I started that. I, I started that and it's I would check it out with, with Elena. It's extremely non-complicated. It's you know pretty nice, relaxing. The visuals are amazing and nice little relaxing music. So I I check it out. I'm playing it by myself, but you know, as Does it feel, I, is it still a good game solo. It is so far as it is, you know, because you get to kind of just see this relationship, you know, as it's unfolding in front of you. Um, so it's definitely interesting from that aspect of the story, but definitely could see you just as a relaxing game, nothing too competitive, nothing crazy. If you guys just want to kick back and have some cheese, some wine, and play some Haven, I think it, that'll be nice. Nice. I was literally, I'm literally getting a little grumbly right now and was thinking of cheese, right? As you said, cheese. <laughs> six different kinds of my fruit. Um, <laughs> nice. All right. And what about you, Tyler? Send us off. Uh, I would recommend uh, Spirit Fair. I thought that was a really good uh, co op experience uh, with Caitlin. Um, being able to kind of send off these spirits and do all these like little tasks and things like on our on your boat um really kind of like got like the teamwork and cooperativeness to to really work together because we were like all right well you're going to be focusing on like making things and i'm just like gonna go around and harvest food or whatever and mm -hmm. and that's the one where you or player one plays as Stella, and player two is the little kitty cat. Yep, yep, exactly. That's um, cute. Yeah, it works out pretty good. All right, so that has been episode 91. It's in the books of the Level With You show. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Make sure to leave a comment, subscribe, like, leave us a detailed 500-word review on iTunes. Um, <laughs> Please. And we will be back next Tuesday at around 5.30-ish. Until then, it's been our pleasure. Stay level. Bye.